Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Bring out the Zamboni! It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. The veteran voice of the St. Louis Blues is Chris Kerber, who joins us every Monday morning here on the opening drive on 101 ESPN and is with us now. Kerbs, good morning. How are you doing? Randy, I'm doing well. It was a late night at City Park, but uh, this morning, refreshed and ready to go. That's what we like to hear. Okay, your first year as the Voice of the Blues was 2000, correct? Correct. And I know you've seen a lot of momentum swings over the years. And sure, we have selective memory. We have recency bias. I don't remember a momentum swing as dramatic as Thursday and Friday nights. Uh, that one was about as big a swing as you're going to get. I, I mean, I was trying to think of, and, I, and I'm sure there's been a period or two where you where the Blues have been just completely dominated. I mean, that that that's not all that unusual for any hockey team, even good ones in a good season. Uh, but what was so lopsided about that first period uh, against the Vancouver Canucks was the shot attempts, thirty five. To four, I mean the shots on goal were nineteen to three, and I got to be honest with you, I'm not sure where two of those three came from. Okay, like we were okay. So let's you, you guys will appreciate this. Okay, I understand that statistical accuracy is important. Okay, and and where most of the off ice officials sit in a lot of these buildings, you're so far away from the ice. Like some some of this stuff is is just hard. Okay. So the National Hockey League contracted with a company that helps make sure, like, shots on goal and some other things are accurate. So what will happen is you'll get, like, the score sheet after the first period, and it, it'll say, like, shots on goal 12 to 11, right? Say Let's say Blues over Calgary 12 to 11. And then, like, halfway through the second period, you'll notice that the first period shots were changed to 11 to 11. And you're going, really? The one shot on goal is worth changing the stat sheet, right? Well, I started thinking about this, and I'm like, if you hire a company to make sure that you're accurate, if they don't find mistakes, then what's the point of having the company? So we're guaranteed to get, like, something changed <laughs> if you think about this. Like, they're like, I don't care if there's one or not. But at one point, the score, the score clock said just one shot on goal. I looked down at the stat sheet. It had two, and I'm like, I don't remember that shot from Butch Navich. <laughs> and and Kelvin now is just doing it. He's like, I don't either. I mean, it was, to your point, it was just so crazy lopsided that, uh, um, man, it, it was, it, it was a, it was a dominating performance by Vancouver in every way. Curbs, why the inconsistency? Why win well, then lose as poorly as they, as they do? 
Well, I think you've got to look at the competition, Kerry. I think that they, the way the Blues played, they, they played a good game against Calgary. But they, but the way that they played against Calgary, say coming through the neutral zone at times, and some of these little touch passes, uh, the Canucks were just deflecting it down and, and, and kind of being ready for it. So to me, it was the fact that you've got a speedier Vancouver team a more skilled forward Vancouver team, a better defensive group with Vancouver than you had with Calgary. And some of the things that made you look really good against Calgary, which is not very good, it it didn't work against a better team. So I think that was probably a really big part of why you saw one game versus the next. Curbs, uh, Rana held the scratch for two games. What did you think of that decision from Craig Berube? Well, listen, Craig met with... The, the broadcasters uh, prior to the start of the season. We had a little powwow with them, no microphones in the room, no cameras in the room. And we, we asked, uh, somebody asked a question about last season. And, and the question was, as a coach, what'd you take out of it? What'd you learn? And he said something very telling. Now he wouldn't go into the exact details of what he was talking about, but he did say that I learned that, you know, there are a couple things I could have done differently. I didn't do them. He goes, but he goes, had I done them, they, they probably would have pissed some people off. He goes, that won't happen again this year. So we reply with, so you're going to take some people off if you need to. And he says, yep. And, and I think he realized kind of what's at stake for him. And, and I honestly, reading the tea leaves, I took that to me, maybe sitting some people, pulling some guys from the lineup and not really caring, right? The, the sitting of Verona is an interesting one because at the time, you know, he was tied, he was second on the team in scoring with three points. But Craig Berube didn't like a lot of his play around the puck, thought there were too many benign minutes. And so he sent a message saying, look, this is not just about scoring goals. This is about how we need you to play all around as a forward and, and the expectations there. So my guess is it was the expectation was it was going to be a one-game you know, and then back in there. But then when they dominated and played the way they did against Calgary, three nothing, he came back with the same lineup. So um, it's it's early season message sending, uh, and uh, whether it was Verona or anybody else on the team, no problem with it whatsoever. I don't think Jacob was uh, or Yakub. I don't think he was happy with it. But uh, I, I I'm glad somebody's not happy with being benched. So we'll see how they re- how he responds uh, if he's in the lineup against uh, Colorado on Wednesday. Now, Curbs, I think it's easy to sit a guy that you claimed uh, last year, uh, that you got last year, but is it as easy to sit a guy like Robert Thomas or Jordan Cairo if they aren't performing well? How would that go over? Well, yeah, uh, I don't think it would go over great with the player, but I also think that if Craig Berube this year feels that he has to, he'd do it. I really do believe that. Um, I don't think this had anything to do with, with that part. I think, you know, you might see, and Joe Vitale brought this up. Actually, we touched on it on, on our reaction podcast, too. There's good, you may not see certain offensive numbers at the beginning of the season with Cairo and Thomas because of the fact of they are now like you're not hiding behind Ryan O'Reilly. You're not hiding behind um, – and not that they were trying to hide, but, you know, the other team had to contend with Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly and, and guys like that. Now they don't have to. And so Kyrou and Thomas are going to be getting the, the best of the best every single night. And you know what, guys, for the most part, they've done a really good job keeping those guys in check. 
you know, the Blues have been beaten by some other players, and it typically it hasn't been, you know, the top-line guys for the other team. I think our top six has done a really good job, uh, for the most part, against the, the other top players, you know, of, of the team. So that part's trending uh, well defensively. So there's, there's, it's a little more complicated, I think, with those two than it would be with the role they're asking Verona, to be honest with you, Kerry. But, I, again, I get the sense that if, if he needs to, he has no problem doing it. Hey, Curbs, uh, an epic battle yesterday between your New York Giants and the New York Jets. Did you get a chance oh. to take that one in? Uh, no. <laughs> Good. I saw, I, hey, Liz, I, I will tell you this. I saw a score of three to nothing when I scrolled through some scores, and I almost texted Kerry and said, hey, they're winning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just saw that Daniel Jones is going to be back for the, the next weekend. So uh, That'll be good. No, my focus this weekend, we had uh, – uh, let's see, we, we got back in town about 5.30 in the morning, uh, Saturday morning from Vancouver. Uh, we had uh, we had an early morning soccer game uh, for Ava, a, a CYC game, and St. Joseph won that game, which was good. And then that afternoon, Parkway West played against St. Pius in uh, round one of the state volleyball tournament. And, uh, and St. Pius beat West, but well, I'm going to tell you what, that St. Pius team was really good. But congratulations to the Parkway West Varsity Girls. They won their district. I think that's terrific. And then, uh, and then we had another. Uh, we had a club soccer game for Ava last night before the city game. So it was a good, a good weekend of youth sports and then catching city play. Love it, Curb. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Have a good trip to Denver. Uh, Brooke, was there one other thing you wanted to ask about? Go ahead. Uh, yes, it was just, it's definitely switching gears because we were kind of ending on a happy note there, but Curbs, I know that the NHL community is really mourning the loss of former Penguins player Adam Johnson, so I just wanted to ask you about that because it's definitely brought into a bigger conversation if net guards should be mandated. It's an interesting one, Brooke, Um, and, and, you know, the team's off today, so might get some more reaction tomorrow on this one. I did spend some time going through Adam Johnson's bio, and I don't think he was teammates with anybody. Even though he played two years at Duluth, it was right before Scott Perunovich got there and, and after Justin Falk had left. So he wasn't teammates with anybody on on this Blues roster that I was able to, to figure out there. Um, it's an interesting one. Uh, I, I've seen guys with wrists get cut before. I've seen that happen twice in games. Uh, obviously, you know, Randy, as well as anybody, will remember the Clint Malarchuk situation that – had he been on the other end of the ice, he probably he probably dies. Um, yeah, this one's sad. Uh, guys wear, for example, um, uh, I was talking, I don't know if it was Kevin Hayes I was talking to, but some of the, the, the undergarments that he would no, it was Nick Letty. And, you know, like he wears an undershirt that, uh, I, I'm going to get this wrong, but it's like a level six out of nine when it comes to, like, being able to prevent you from getting hurt by a shark bite, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. It's a little more detail to that. So guys do take some care of that. But, yeah, neck guards hasn't been part of it. Uh, this one's going to be an interesting one now that this this uh, tragically happened. And um, it's going to take some talks between the NHL, the NHLPA, to see what it goes. We have seen, Brooke, look, it, it took a, it took a, a 12-year-old girl dying in after getting hit with a puck in Columbus that led to the netting, I think, in 2011, right? Um, it, it's it was coming out of the 0304 I'm sorry the 0405 lockout that the league mandated visors for everybody and the only people that uh, don't wear visors now are were grandfathered in um so yeah safety things have been coming and they continue to come we'll see what happens on this but that 
really was a, a sad and tragic accident over in England. Curbs, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. We'll hear from you from Denver on Wednesday night. All right. Have an awesome week, you three. Talk to you a little later. See you later. That is the Voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN. Chris Kerber.